0: Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keith to the City Podcast. Here's Neil Keith. Alright, it's the first Saturday in May, it's Kentucky Derby Day uh, this weekend, and uh, as we do every year, we talk to Brian Monzo of WFAN, producer for Mike San Francesa, on the fan of WFAN and Fox Sports 1, I'm about the Derby to get some picks, to get some great odds, and try to win some money and pay the rent this weekend. Uh, so here we go, Monzo, how's it going today?
1: Oh, it's going splendid, how are things with you? <laughs>
0: I'm doing well. I, I, we've been doing this now for a few years. Um, you know, you you're usually right with the winner or, or close to it in the last couple of years, but um, it's not usually the guy really? who, who pays off well and uh, can cash you in on a few bucks and make you a rich man in one afternoon. So we head to the Derby weekend this weekend. I know you follow the, the, the racing throughout the year, so you're sort of my go-to guy and the go-to source for this. Um, you know, how are things shaping up for Saturday, uh, you know, weather-wise and track-wise before we get into the horses?
1: Uh, Well, early indications are uh, it should be a a dry day. Um, Obviously, that can change, but I've looked ahead. And uh, I haven't seen anything that indicates there might be rain at the time of the race. Um, You know, we saw that a couple of years ago in 2013 with Orb. It was uh, a rainy day, so uh, let's hope we can avoid that this year because that always uh, puts a wrench in things as far as trying to handicap which horses uh, can actually run the mud.
0: Well, whenever I look at the uh, the card and look at the horses and the odds to win, um, first, you know, you go through, you check out the odds, and then you check out the names, which name you like the best for if you're not, you know, into this thing and don't follow it as closely as you do. Um, and then you sort of try to figure out who has any chance of winning, who can, you know, sort of get your rich off, you know, a $10, $20 bet. And then if you want to place, obviously, a higher wager on someone with less odds, you go from there. But, uh, you know, when you first look at this, at this card, I know that you have follow this, you know, throughout the. The year you've seen, uh, you know most of, if not all, these horses race several times already. So you know from the get-go, American Pharaoh at plus two sixty, I see it now um, as the favorite to win. Uh, you know, give us the lowdown here on American Pharoah. A uh,
1: very logical choice uh, to be the favorite, probably the best horse out of this field. And I try not to bet favorites, uh, especially in this race, because there's so much value. Um, but I obviously I will place a win wager on this horse. Uh, and put this horse in front of a lot of the exotic. Uh, it, it's, cl- a, uh, a, it's a classic horse that can run to the lead and can rate. and if you don't know what that means, that means can run uh, off the lead, kind of just uh, waiting for its opportunity to pounce on, on the lead uh, down the stretch, and this horse has shown the ability to do that. Uh, a lot of the uh, hype is obviously because of the connections. Bob Baffert is the trainer. Uh, is the white-haired trainer with the sunglasses. Is one of the most famous trainers uh, in horse racing history. Uh, you know. So, it, obviously, it makes sense. Victor Espinosa is the jock who rode California Chrome last year. This horse, I mean, just looking at some of the numbers, his speed numbers are 105, 100. That's a buyer speed figure, which are very high numbers. Horses four for five on the track. The only race he didn't win was his first race, uh, in which you don't know Traditionally, how a trainer has a horse going his first time out, they may just tell you know tell the jockey don't go too crazy, you know don't go nuts, you know don't try to you know if he doesn't have it at the stretch don't push him. Uh, but from there he's won races by uh, four lengths, three lengths, six lengths, and eight lengths. He's run in the mud, so if that were to be the case, you know you want to race in the mud by six lengths. Um, very logical, logical favorite draws the 18th post, which um, isn't awful it could have been the one it could have been the 20 so uh, i think they're very pleasant pleasantly happy with where it's going to go um makes sense I, i obviously can see the source winning and um you know i think if you can get five or two on the source that's a great play
0: and you mentioned how this is a Bob Baffert horse, and he's tied every year to, you know, usually the favorite, if not one of the favorites, and it, it seems like you're in, you're out. You know, why is, you know, what makes his horses stand out from the rest? And is it, you know, is, do, do horses, you know, become the favorite just because they're connected to him? Uh, well, I mean, having a horse that's four for five
1: <laughs> also helps. Uh, look, he, he knows how to get these horses ready for these races. He did it with Warmblood. He did it with Real Quiet. Uh, he did it with Boating a few years ago. He didn't win, but... Uh, you know, was was a main player in the uh, in the Kentucky Derby, uh, who lost. I'll have another. Who you actually bet on it, or almost bet on. It. I think I steered you away from him and gave you the losing pitch. Um, but uh, no, the guy just you know he puts out these the dominant three-year-olds. And as we move on to the next horse, the second favorite, uh, Dortmund, uh, another speed horse, is also a Bob Baffert trainee. So uh, Baffert has two big guns going here and two big contenders who uh, could potentially. Uh, win this race.
0: Well, going back to last year, I mean, when you compare American Pharaoh as a favorite this year it was California Chrome. You know, last year and you know going for the triple crowd bid and had the great story with the with the uh, you know the two owners behind him and then eventually lost but you know when you compare you know california chrome to american pharaoh this year is there really any comparison i know you know everybody seemed to be in on california chrome and when and when chrome won it wasn't really you know that surprising and and it's sort of a letdown for the everyone trying to get in at uh you know a horse with worse odds like in the past with i'll have another or, or one like that so when you look at the two comparisons between the favorite this year and last year is there any
1: well, the, the the main difference between the two horses, obviously the trainers, and the backstory to California Chrome, where it was a relatively cheap buy for two people who didn't know much about horse racing and kind of a, a good story for the sport itself. But uh, as far as being on the track, this horse, California Chrome, ran a lot more. I think it was nine or ten times California Chrome ran going into the Kentucky Derby um, as a two- or three-year-old, where American Pharoah was only run five times. Uh, that's kind of a way the sport has gone because horses run a lot less now than horses ran in the past mostly because of breeding reasons and risk of injury you know if you have a horse that uh, is not gelded and has run 10 to 12 races and has won 10 of them including some of these big stakes races you'll be able to make a lot of money on breeders trying you know to to, you know have part of that horse in their horse (laughs) moving forward is a weird way to put it but um, back in the past, it wasn't like that. Horses would run 50 to 60 times in every two weeks. Um, so uh, California Chrome ran a lot more. Uh, he's run a lot this year. Uh, he ran in Dubai. He's out in England now. So, um, California, I, I think the main difference, and not just about the horses, but the fields are different, I think this is a much stronger. It make more sense if American Pharoah were to be upset as opposed to last year where Looking back at it now, there wasn't really a horse I could compete with California Chrome.
0: Well, when you look, uh, you know, as you go and you mentioned Farrow, Dortmund, both Bob Baffer, and then you got Carp DM and Firing Line. Materiality after that is 3-4-5 in the favorites. Um, you know, what do you think about the middle of this pack as, as we sort of go down the odds line?
1: Well, it, it, we got to talk about Dortmund for a second. This is a horse that is 6-for-6, six six, um, perfect going into the Kentucky Derby. A very logical second-choice. Um, what's kind of interesting is you have a trainer who has the two top horses, and he obviously has to tell the jockeys how to run because they have two separate owners. So obviously he, he can't root for both. Um, he's obviously going to be putting both horses in the best position to win. Um, both horses have have run on the lead, so I think he's going to send Dortmund to the lead, Dortmund to the lead, and have American Pharoah kind of right behind them. Um, and it's interesting that he has these two top horses, the two horses that are going to be best the most. It'll be interesting which one actually goes up as a favorite. Two horses obviously have a big shot. Uh, if you're looking at some of the value horses that we always like to look at, uh, Carpe Diem, a horse that's for uh, run for top and you Now the two-slot a uh, really tough uh, position because he's going to have to let horses go ahead of him because he's not a front-runner. Uh, but this is a horse that's four for five. He had a tremendous... Uh, Trip in the Bluegrass Stakes, where he was dominant. Tip of the Derby, he was, he was dominant. Um, you know, obviously gets a big shot. If you're looking for a couple horses that I like here, and uh, I've gotten criticized for this one, uh, I like the horse, the six-horse, Uh The horse coming from Dubai, he ran the UA Derby, uh, dominant. But there are some critiques of this horse. That track is slower. He hasn't run against some of the great horses here. Um, and he had an issue switching leads, which means... Uh, in horse racing terms, his he didn't get to his right lead down the stretch. He was just running on his left side. He was kind of running left and a little sloppy, and the jockey couldn't get him to, to change leads. So that's a little bit of a knock. But when you win a major major stakes race by eight or nine lengths without even without even appearing well, you're trying. Um, that's very impressive. And I think you know horses horses that traditionally come over from Dubai and and Europe don't run run well. But uh, he's got a major uh, big time international trainer, uh, Michael DeCog. And this guy has brought over great horse after great horse. Horse is four for seven. He's run this distance. He's running big fields. I think he has a big shot here. And another horse that is going to be very prominent on most of my tickets is the 15 horse Frosted uh, from Peter McLaughlin, who trained the Immortal Alpha, who I loved a couple years ago. And he gets Joel Rosario, who won on the Kentucky Derby with Orb. He tried something different in the Wood Memorial. It came off the pace as opposed to running to the lead, and it really worked out well for him. Uh, So if you get a lot of pace in this race, which means a lot of speed up front and which sets up well for closers, I think Frost is a horse that can make a major move down the stretch and can possibly get you a price of twelve to one.
0: Well, at the bottom of this, uh, at the bottom of the card, you know, you've got cool names. You've got it's a knockout. You've got Mister Z, Key Nice, War Story, Stanford at the way bottom. Is there any of these that you know are even remotely good chance of happening that it's worth to put a few dollars on?
1: No, I mean, here's there's immediate horses you could throw out in my opinion. Ocho, Ocho, Ocho. I mean, he's fifty to one. He could be five thousand to one. He, he literally, not, be, it would be the upset of the year. Uh, Dancing Moon, I don't think has much of a look here. Um, Going down the line, Bolo, another horse um, that I just haven't seen enough of to really feel comfortable putting him on my ticket. Uh, Stanford may scratch a Top Fletcher horse because he's a speed horse and he's going to immediately have to run up against Dortmund, which I don't think gives him much of a chance. Uh, It's a knockout. I don't love t Knights, I don't love War Story. I don't love uh, Upstart. Here's an interesting one is Upstart. Other uh, horse has done nothing wrong. He's hit the board every time he's run, but that 19th post makes it really difficult uh, for you to to really think he could win this race. But he's got a ton of speed. He, he can. He's game. He can. He can. I think go against anybody. I just wish he didn't get that 19th post position. But uh, would I would I put him on a trifecta or a superfecta ticket to finish third or fourth? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, a lot lot of good value. I mean, if you're looking, my top horses I gave you. Aside from the, the favorites, which are Dortmund and American Pharaoh I'm going to play Muktaheej, and I'm going to play Frosted, uh, both with win bets. And the uh, most logical winner, in my opinion, is American Pharaoh
0: So there's really no reason to even to even go down the card and even take a shot at any of those?
1: Uh, no, I mean, look, it, horses I think have a chance to win. Uh, we didn't even talk about materiality, who is 3-4 three three in his career. But he didn't run at all as a 2-year-old. Sometimes that's bothersome. Uh, he loses his main jockey, know, he ends up picking up uh, Javier Castellano, possibly the best jockey in the country. ten um, is another one who, who's improved, but I don't think he's as good as these horses. Uh, but if you're looking for like a real bomb, like Ocho Ocho Ocho, you're just wasting your money, in my opinion. Uh, look, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to put a win bets on the 6th, Move That Age. I'm going to put a win bet on the 15, Frosted, and I'm obviously going to put a win bet on American Pharoah, and I'm going to have those horses lead all of my exotics, exact trifectas. And if some secondary horses, Carpe Diem gets a shot. I just think two, two hole really hurts him. Um, but this is the best race that, to find a price horse, uh, especially in the second and third slot. Because if you hit an exacta with uh, a horse that's three to one or five to two over forty-five to one, I mean that's still a pretty solid exacta. And if you hit a horse that's twenty-six to one on the third slot, I mean three to one over forty-five to one over thirty-six to one, uh, you're going to make a good amount of money.
0: Well, I know going back a few years when uh, we did this, and you were all over Alpha, and uh, you know Alpha didn't end up winning. But who's your Alpha this year? Is it, uh, is it Frosted? Is it you know is it the favorite American Pharoah? Is it Dortmund? Uh,
1: the horse that I've been uh, highest on is, is this horse Uh I've had a lot of people I've talked to trying to shoot me down from that, and I understand the reason. Uh, horses travel, you know, from Dubai to here traditionally don't run well, um, but this horse. Uh, I've watched every one of his races and he, he's just he's just he's got a lot of talent. If that talent can translate to here, I think you can get a ridiculous price on him. And Frosted, those are my two that have the most chance in my opinion, with a really good price that you can put a two dollar bet on and win, you know, fifty bucks. Once you want to go a little bigger and throw twenty bucks on him, I mean twenty times thirty to one, you you do the math.
0: Well, when you look at this day, um, you know, obviously the schedule is stacked for Saturday. You've got the Kentucky Derby. You've got the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. Um, the Rangers are on at 1230. you got Yankees-Red Sox going on, other NHL playoff games. I mean, it's, uh, it's about as stacked as a sports day as you can remember. And if you take everything out aside from that, uh, when you look at the sports calendar with, you know, say the Derby or NFL Week 1 or MLB Opening Day, is the Derby Day your number one in the, in the year?
1: I mean, we've talked about this day, May 2nd. Months as soon as the Pacquiao Mayweather play was announced, everyone talked about NHL playoffs. If you care about the NBA, the NBA playoffs, uh, we've talked about the Yankees playing the Sox, the Mets play, um, and then obviously the Derby and the fight. Um, you know, so the day is approaching us, and I can't think of a day look, uh, obviously, it also represents kind of like the warm weather because it's spring and uh, a lot of good things going on with outdoors, and you can go outside again because you're not freezing. Um, now look, this day, this day is going to be tremendous. <laughs> I guess the only negative is, uh, in order to watch these things, typically you got to be inside and not enjoy a good day. But uh, now this day has been hyped up for a long time. I think for a lot of good reason. And if you're uh, not only do you have the Kentucky Derby, there's a really good undercard with a lot of value and a lot of good horses. Horses that um, you know Byron is running at, at Churchill Downs. Uh, one of the best horses last year. Stephanie's kitten, one of the best turf horses. And I'm sure uh, people listening to this have never heard of, but um, no, it's just it's a great it's good. it's a great day, uh, and uh, somebody that doesn't mind watching your kids, so you can sit and watch TV for uh, 12, 13 hours.
0: <laughs> well, what do you do with your four kids? Because I'm guessing you're going to watch every race on Saturday.
1: Well, yeah. Well, my the Rangers start at 12:30. The racing, the races that I care about, really start around one o'clock. So I'm going to have two, the two TVs set up. I'm going to feel bad because my kid has a T-ball game. I'm going to miss it. Um, <laughs> What I do is I'm going to give my wife some money and let her take the kids out for the day and um you know, hopefully uh her dosage of purchase that's uh, you know, continue to work for twelve hours straight. <laughs>
0: well well And if hopefully you... we
1: all come out on top in uh, in the green.
0: <laughs> well, when you think about this day, you know Derby. You know, I know for you because of NFL and what it. Um, you know, not just the football, but the uh, the wagering and gambling aspect of it. And then for NHL season for you, because the Rangers are you know the one true team you you care about. But then you've got like WrestleMania, the Derby. What What is your number one event of the entire year, or number one day of the entire year?
1: The number one day of the entire. I mean, it's hard to say because um, I, it's not Super Bowl Day. I think Super Bowl Day is extremely overhyped. Um, because I think you care more about the AFC and NFC title games than you care about the actual Super Bowl. Um, WrestleMania is a great day, but there's no real gambling, legitimate gambling aspect of it. That's just a fun day to kick back and drink some beers and eat some good food. I mean, this day may this particular day because there's so much that's separated. You know, you don't have to watch four things at the same time. Might be the perfect uh, you know day of sports just because you got the Rangers at 12:30 after the game, as long as the game doesn't go into. Some of the uh, you know tr- tremendous racing at Churchill, followed by the biggest race of the year, and then you, once you settle that down, you have some dinner and you know you kick back. And if you're in the boxing, I even mean, if you're not in the boxing, I think some you have to watch. You have that Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. So I'm not sure if, and you're a Yankee guy, so you'll be watching the Yankee Red Sox game. I'm not sure there's a better day.
0: Well, uh, and for you as a radio producer for your job, you can't ask for a better uh, non-football Friday. Friday leading into it.
1: No, we have plenty of stuff to talk about. You know, easy uh, easy way to put good guests on, a lot of, you know, a lot of topical stuff that people enjoy talking about, a little off the, you know, it's kind of a niche day because you got to talk about the Kentucky Derby, which you only talk about for a day, boxing, which we honestly never talk about. Um, so it's a, it's a good niche sports day and, and kind of a unique day just to, to get some of the fans that maybe uh, aren't so much into baseball or whatever to talk about some of the other things.
0: All right, Monzo. Well, thanks for coming on talking Derby for another year. Um, You know, you got the Rangers, you got the Derby. Hopefully your kid doesn't hit, like, three home runs at T-Ball and you miss it, and uh, hopefully you win some money.
1: Well, the only kids that hit home runs are the ones that uh, bat last, which they alternate every inning because they all get to run all the bases.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) So so don't forget, American Charo, most logical winner, best price winner, uh, Mook Tahij, and Frosted. Those are the picks.
0: All right, Monza, thanks again, and have a good Saturday. Good luck.